Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am Rachel Levy-Lesser. And I am Stephanie Goldstein, and this is Life's Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we, more, what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion, and that is what we love to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Life's Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook and TikTok. And you can email us at lifesaccessoriespodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or accessory suggestions. And if you like what you're listening to, we hope that you'll share with a friend, rate and review us, and remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And today we are so excited to be talking with Zibby Owens. I just have to say, I met Zibby several years ago, right um, as her award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, was taking off. And I've gotten to know her as a person and a friend, and I'm so excited for all that she's built and done for authors, for community. Um, She's built businesses. You'll hear all about it. And we're just really thrilled to have her here. And now Stephanie's going to read her bio and finally we'll let Zibby talk. That's exactly right. (laughs) Zibby Owens is an essayist, memoirist, award-winning podcaster, book publisher, entrepreneur, and CEO. Zibby founded Zibby Media, a privately held media company in 2018, and the company has since grown to include the publishing house Zibby Books, the magazine Zibby Mag, and the podcast network Zibby Audio, which produces her award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Zibby's daily podcast has become an essential destination for writers. She has interviewed more than 1,200 authors on her show, and it recently surpassed 9 million downloads. Wow. Her advocacy on behalf of writers and their work has earned her the moniker New York's Most Powerful Bookfluencer by New York Magazine. Zibby is a regular contributor to ABC TV's Good Morning America and other broadcast outlets, where she shares her mission-driven enthusiasm for books. She is the author of the memoir Bookends, a a memoir of love, loss, and literature, the children's book Princess Charming, and the editor of two two anthologies on motherhood. Zibby is a graduate of Yale University and Harvard Business School, and she lives in New York with her husband and four children. Zibby, wow, you're amazing and welcome. (laughs) We're so happy to have you here with us. Thank you for having me. And we have we have the burning, burning question of the day, the hard-hitting one, which is what meaningful item do you want to share with us and talk about today? I am wearing my grandmother's necklace. Um, it's a long gold chain with the famous little black uh, clovers. Um, and she used to wear this. She was so chic. Her name was Carol Levitan. I called her Goggy. And she was just always beautifully dressed, impeccably arranged, her hair set, lipstick on, and she said she'd never looked better than she did in her 90s. She uh, said the older she wow. got, the more compliments she got. So um, so we were incredibly close. I miss her so much every single day. And um, it's just nice to even be able to hold the necklace and and think of her. Oh, that's so nice. Um, I know I was telling Stephanie before that I've learned a little bit about your grandmother through you, Gagi, and you've written about her. And so Stephanie and I I decided to wear some necklaces that our grandmothers gave us. And we were talking about what what our names were for them. And it's really nice to reminisce and to have these items. What were were your names for your grandmothers? My grandmother, we we called her Madi for Madit. 
And she was also very <laughs> chic. I was laughing when you said had the hair set. She used to get her hair set every week. Yeah. Um, that yep. was a thing. And when I was little, she used to take me with her sometimes and I would just get my hair cut with her at the beauty parlor. Yep. I love that. Mine, yeah. mine was Grammy, very simple and basic, but very special indeed. Yeah. yeah. Um, did Gagi, two questions, did she share a love of books as you do? And was she able to see um, some of your success with all things Zibby? And how did she feel about that? I'm just curious. Yes, she loved to read. In fact, almost every time we talked, this is so perfect for your show because she would always ask me back before FaceTime and all that, what are you yeah. wearing? Oh, so, no how old That's I great. Was. That's great. Okay, honey. All right, dear heart, what are you wearing? And I'm like, I'm in a green sweater and jeans, you know. Um, dear heart. But uh, but then she, we would also talk about what we were reading. And she was always reading. She could never remember the title, but she was always reading something. Um, oh, what's that called? So, yes, uh, always in the middle of something, stack on her on the side of her bed. Uh, she is the one, who, along with her husband, my step-grandfather, Cal Levitan, who uh, published this miniature book for me when I was 10 of two short stories, which I wrote, uh, which really set me on the path to believing that being a writer with my name on the spine of an actual book was something in the realm of possibility. So it's really, she's been, she was my biggest fan really. And, um, uh, she passed away last year. Was it last year? Uh. Um, yeah. The year before. Anyway, it was very recent and, um, yes, she got to see a lot of it. I did show her a draft of um, what was 40 Love, which became bookends, but mm -hmm. it wasn't very good. So I'm actually now upset that I showed it to her, but uh, <laughs> she didn't totally she understand. Knows. She didn't know what, really what a podcast meant, um, but that's fine. And she knew it was all starting to happen. So she was, she was very proud. And I wrote this article about her for when I was writing more for the Today Show community site. Mm -hmm. You can just like upload essays. And I wrote this whole um, thing about her and it got so many comments that I printed them out. So when I flew down to visit her at her nursing home in, um, yeah. in Florida, um, I showed her the article, but then for her birthday, I just printed out all these pages oh. of comments and she just, oh, sat she there must have loved that. Yeah, it was, oh, so that's, love that. that's neat. So yeah. Zibby, can you, can you tell our listeners how you built your Zibby community and businesses from your love of books and in, in really just a few short years? I mean, did you have it all planned out? How has it evolved? It was not all planned out at all. <laughs> um, this whole, I feel like this whole like second phase of my life post divorce has all just unfolded as my second husband, I guess would say. Um, yeah. But it really has. I mean, I feel like I, my life was on one path and I thought for years that was where it was going. And there was, that's just what life would be. And um, not only did I get divorced, but like everything in my life has changed, including me. Like mm -hmm. people are like, you are a different person completely now. And it's not just because of that relationship. It's just like I, it gave me the chance to sort of do over everything. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, no, it wasn't planned. It's been starting, but it all came from my love of books and my love of writing and reading. Um, when I got divorced and I had to cope with my kids all of a sudden not being here every, and I have four kids and I'm very hands-on, like mm -hmm. in it mom, like that is my thing still, no matter how busy I am. Um, and 
uh, the rooms were empty. It was really depressing. And I remember talking to my therapist at the time, um, who was like, you know, you, you know, you love to read so much that, you know, with a good book, you'll never be lonely. And I just kept saying that over to myself and diving back into books. Um, not that I had stopped, but just could, could have even more time to read. And I started writing again then, and the writing led to Kyle, who's now my husband, and he's after a year of these essays, he's like, you should make them into a book. And I said, mom's enough time to read books. And um, it ended <laughs> nope. up becoming my podcast. And then everything has come from there. And I was like, you know, I don't know how you two feel about starting this podcast. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, it's a <laughs> podcast, like whatever, yeah. you know, I'm a writer. What do I know about? <laughs> right. Podcast. We say that all the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We we're really, like, we're really doing do. this? We're like, doing what? this? What's happening yeah. right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm just going to make it up. You know, at first yes. I was like, I'm just not even going to tell anyone I'm doing this. Like I didn't launch it to like a huge, I was, I mean, I was, it, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this here and let's see yeah. what happens. Um, right. And one thing has literally led to another and continues to just grow and grow. And then I chase and staff up more so I can handle what I'm doing. And then the second I get a little bit of breathing room, I start something else. It's so bad. I love but it. I was, I was literally like up till really late last night emailing and I was saying to myself, because I just, just um, I'm opening a bookstore, which I'm really yes, excited yes. about. Yes. Bookshop. I've heard about Bibi's that. Bookshop. So I'm opening that in, uh, in Santa Monica in California. And I'm like, what was I thinking? You know what? Why not? Just, Why not? This right? Is just what I do. So, and then this morning, my little guy who's eight was like, or almost eight, was like, um, "Mom, are you going to have these bookstores all over the world? Because I'd like you to have one in Tokyo." And I was like, "Okay, okay, you, know, you can be what? the director of sales." Yeah, yeah. yeah. My there daughter yesterday, I was like, "Can you please just get old enough so I can have you working full time for my business?" Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, my daughter is our reels. Um, intern. She yeah, see, there you the go. Rails. There, yeah, yeah, you got to put them to work. So, yeah. as, where do you? I don't know. Where do you get your ideas from and your energy too? Like, does it come to you in certain times and places, or how does that work with you? Um, I don't know where my energy comes from. Um, <laughs> I will say I, I do think it's in part genetic. My dad is seventy-five and it has barely slowed down. I mean, he's like out dancing. I mean, seriously, like <laughs> so. Um, he has an enormous amount of energy and um you know my dad and my uncles on that side of the family like nobody requires that much sleep so okay. i think that's another thing that helps mm -hmm. um although i definitely got beyond my minimum requirement last night but you know i i don't need that much sleep to wake up fully energetic and um i'm very motivated and driven i don't know i just and i do everything quickly i read quickly i write quickly i type quickly i I'll probably talk too quickly um that helps. so i'm just at like super speed for a lot of things um where do i get my ideas i don't know it just they just like pop into my head i guess um or, or they come as like a little glimmer, like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be cool if da 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 da? What if da 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 da? Um, my husband jokes now, like, because anytime I start with what if, and he's like, no. Right. And then I was also thinking, <laughs> there she like, goes again. <laughs> and that's why it's so perfect, actually. Our first book coming out from Zibby Books in February is called My What If Year. And I'm like, that's just so Neat. perfect. Because, like, I, that is so me, even though I didn't write it and it's amazing, but whatever. But, um, but let me ask you a question about that because so often, you know, all of us, right, we have ideas like, oh, I should do this. I should do that. We should do this. And then it's like this fleeting thought and it goes away. Do you always act on your ideas? Do you no. always write them down? Like, what do you, what, which ones stick for you? 
Um, if they keep coming back, I ah, don't usually do okay. something right away. The bookstore has been a year. Well, it's been a lifetime in the making. I've always wanted a yeah. bookstore, but oh, okay. I've been like looking at spaces. Like these things don't happen really quick. Like the, the publishing company that took almost two years. I thought about it. I almost did a different one. I let that go. So I'm not like thinking about things and doing them right away. Most things I do have had at least a year of sort of mm -hmm. inoc in, in, Percol uh, percolating. In yeah, percolating. <laughs> percolation. Um, yeah, the ones that come back. Yeah. They just keep coming back and, or I think of new ways to do them or like something about them that's cool. And some things I try and they don't work. I've tried a couple other podcasts that have not been, not really worked well. And so then I stop them and I'm fine to stop them. Right. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know where they I don't know. It's just one thing just keeps leading to another. Well, it's you're fantastic. very inspiring to us. We we totally yeah. But you yeah. have the same thing. You have the Oh, I know, and totally. And, and Stephanie is the same and you have way. Baking and like hundred you know. percent. In fact, Zibby, I took this as a huge compliment. One of my friends who met you, she's like, You're like a mini Zibby. I'm like, oh, I'm honored. <laughs> and Stephanie does a million things. I love too. it. I love it. Um, you mentioned Zibby books. So can you tell us about some of the books you have coming up? And I guess when is the first one coming out? You said early next year? Early February. Yes. February okay. 7th. Our first book is, is called exciting. My What If Year by Alicia Fernandez Miranda. And she, um, at age 40 and a CEO with twins, decided to quit her job and take a year off to do all the internships and different jobs she wished she had tried her whole life. So she, uh, she travels, she works on Broadway, she works in art gallery, she does all these fun things. Um, but it's really about, you know, similar to what I was saying a minute ago about having the second chance of life, that it's never too late to have a second chance of what you want to do and how you want to be productive and, and all of that. Um, so that's our first book. It's a memoir. Then uh, in March, we have a novel called Women Are the Fiercest Creatures by Andrea Dunlop about a tech CEO in Seattle and the three women who surround him in different ways and what happens when he tries to take his company public. It's really about the women, not the CEO. Um, and we have a beautiful mother-daughter novel called Burst about a mother with her own sort of demons that she's wrestling with and the daughter ends up finding dance to get herself out of her really difficult situation. Um, it's quiet, beautiful, powerful mm. book. Um, we have Super Bloom, and that is a really fun book about a woman working as a, a disgruntled massage therapist in a Vermont spa who ends up teaming up with a romance novelist. Um, it's really funny and clever and uh wonderful. So those are some of our first books. We have a thriller in July called Wednesdays at One and then another uh, novel called Hedge by Jane Delury um, in June, which is um, about a mom who uh, takes has sort of an affair or, while she's separated. And um, I, you know what, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's very good. Well, exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are, sound like some great books coming up. And then you have Zibby Magazine, which is online, correct? And so what are you, what are you covering there? I know. I just got the quote. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I really want it to be a printed magazine. So yeah. now oh. I've gotten the information. So okay. I have the quote. So okay. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to do that. So maybe in a year or two, that will happen. Do you know, That's it's like very cool. cool. I you love bringing it here first. I love yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, Zibby Mag is great. It's sort of dedicated to celebrating the literary lifestyle um, and getting to know authors better. And so we have personal essays by authors and just by regular people who want mm -hmm. to bring us closer to people writing and thinking and feeling. And we have a lit lifestyle column where we cover events like the National Book Awards and different galas and different things. Um, and my original goal is like having little, you know, you love what Danny Shapiro is wearing? Like now you can wear a shirt just like it. Look, <laughs> get this one on Amazon or something. Um, you love that. Yeah. yeah. So I started out doing that. So I'm trying to get more affiliate codes. We're doing lots of gift guides and all of that. We always have book news with a different couple of few sections. Um, I really like doing news of new book deals by authors who have been on Moms Never Time to Read Books. We have like Adaptation Alley for books that have booked of film news, paperback parade with new paperbacks of the week that are of note um and just like regular award stuff or tour stuff or something that's that piques my interest in some way um like trying to you know, share news about this community in more ways um and we also have a book talk section where we do roundups book reviews we publish excerpts we do cover reveals um, it's a really small team, but, uh, we have a weekly newsletter on Wednesday and it's, I just it's, got it. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. Thank you. So, yeah. you know, it's just a little more personal, like a glamorous, almost like a town and country meets yeah. yes. yeah. New Yorker yeah. or something. So fun. That's how I so feel fun. when I open I it. it. It feels very glamorous like that. Speaking of community, can you talk a little bit about what you've done to build community and what you have coming up with Zibi community and classes and things like that? Because I know you love to connect yes. people. I do love to connect people. Um, also thinking about that, that's like another hovering, How you know. Uh, yes, right now we do, I, we have some events, some, I used to do a salon, as you know, Rachel, because I did one mm -hmm. with you, but Which a salon events. Like in my apartment. Right before um, COVID, we did that. Oh. Yes. Um, so I'm still doing, I'm actually hardly doing those, some. I'm doing one coming up, but some of those. Uh, and um, we're, we have two retreats coming up that I'm really excited about. One is March 10th to 12th at a new hotel called Canoe Place, it's in Hampton Bays, uh, which is not known for its glamour necessarily, but the hotel is beautiful. <laughs> And it's like two hours from the city, from New York City. And we have a bunch of authors who are going to be participating in that. And it's called our Fierce Women Retreat because Andrea, who wrote Women Are the Fiercest Creatures, will be there. We have spa. Everybody gets a spa gift card for $100. And um, it's yoga and s'mores and lots of fun. So there's uh, a limited number of, of overnight spots, spots. We have only, I think, like four left, but then oh. we have day passes, um, to get all the programming on that Saturday and you can just come in from the city or you can stay in the Hamptons or anywhere on Long Island and come for the day. So we have that. And then our next one is in Charleston, South Carolina at the last weekend of April. And we have like eight authors coming to that. Um, again, yoga, we have a Charleston library society event. We have, um, Buxton books is co-hosting it with us. Um, I should have said onto beauty is the one giving us the the um uh the gift certificates um and that'll be really fun i did not realize that it was such a big weekend in charleston that weekend <laughs> there's no event i like i proved it i made sure none of the colleges are having events but i guess 
I don't know what, but like all the rates have gone up for that weekend mm. for hotels. So we're scrambling now to find hotels. We have 40 rooms blocked, but we have room for 200 people to come to that retreat. So um, need to find more rooms. Uh, but that'll be great too. And I thought maybe some people had friends in Charleston or could you can stay anywhere. You're not going to miss anything. So uh we have those and lots more things coming up. And now with the bookstore, we'll have lots of events there. And I want to do an LA retreat maybe next summer. And I'm hoping to do a retreat every two months if I can pull it off. Um, but we'll see. You're unstoppable. So your memoir, Bookends, came out this past summer. So how how did it feel to basically give birth to your memoir? Um, it's funny you say giving birth because I've actually <laughs> been thinking about all these authors I talk to. and. It, you know, a book that I love, it's it's like loving someone's child. Like mm -hmm. you don't mm -hmm. always necessarily love them as much as you love right. their book. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. but like mm -hmm. you both want the best for your kid, Absolutely. you know, and like yes. you have this like shared passion and it's from them, but it's not totally uh, them. You know, it's funny. So it's, it's totally like a child. Um, I was very emotional getting this book out. I've been trying to write it for so many years. I think the heart of this book is when I lost my best friend Stacy on 9-11. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to write that story since 9-11, honestly. So it's taken a very long time and my life has changed in so many ways. And so the book has changed in so many ways. Um, I mean, I was like still rewriting the ending as it <laughs> as I finished it. Um, so it was very emotional. I'm really happy it came out. I ended up tying it a lot to the books in my life, similar to what you were saying with jewelry. I have the same thing for books. Um, not exactly a fashionista over here. So, uh, um, but I remember what I was reading in a lot of situations. So I included that. And I have to say, you know, it is hard marketing books. Um, I had four books come out in two years, less than two years. And it's, it's, it's hard to, mm -hmm. you know, break out in any way, but, um, I, I included my email at the end of the book and I love the emails I get from everybody who finishes the book. I mean, I feel like most people are writing me and like I get to hear directly what it helped for them, how it inspired them to write, uh, this, that, the other thing. So maybe, uh, you know, anyway, it, it's made it all really worth it. Um, I mean, the idea just you can change someone's life and people can be so grateful for you for sharing what's something that helped you to write. So mm -hmm. it's been really, it's been really wonderful. That's great. I love memoir, as you know, and I, I, I still think too. about your book. And so just, it's so great. Can you tell us about um, another book that you're working on? Um, yes. I was just about to like abandon it, but now I'm, I'm back in <laughs> oh, it. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's due in March. So that was going to be a problem. I already sold it, <laughs> but um, yes, I'm meeting with my editor this week. It's, it's, um, I don't know how much I should say because I keep changing things, but part of it, it's really about a, a, a woman and her three best friends and her family and um, how she resuscitates her career and copes with all the stresses of life. Um, but it's really funny, I, I think. I mean, it's like very light and, you know, this is not, <laughs> it's not like a National Book Award kind of book, but it, I think it's going to be <laughs> like a really fun summer read. Um and I was like, I can't do this if I'm not having fun, you know? So yeah. I'm trying to just like, not that every moment is like so hilarious, but like it's very dialogue heavy and I don't know. It's, it's, I don't, it's, that was a bad pitch, but you know, it's, it's, and it talks a lot about the book industry, but not too much. And I don't That's know. Great. We'll yeah. See. yeah. We're we'll excited see. for it. 
so going back to your necklace, um, obviously your grandmother was very, very special to you. Do you, do you wear it often? Do you wear it, you know, on days when you want her closer to you? What's when, when do you, when do you pull it out? I know I wear it sometimes. I, but I see it every day. So I have Mm -hmm. it hanging in a really prominent spot in my closet. And so I feel like I'm always looking at it in the mornings when I get dressed and getting into my jammies and like it, you know, it's one of a, bil- a million reminders I have of my grandmother everywhere. Not that I need them tangibly because she's always in my heart and mm-hmm. in my head. But, um, you know, it was her birthday recently. And, you know, my mom sent around this note to all my cousins and everybody. I'm like, I think about her every day. I don't need an email today. But thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice, you know. But right. Um, right. I uh, she was like a, a, a mom to me, really. We were incredibly close. And um, I mean, not to... I'm, Rachel, I know you lost your mom, so I don't mean to say right. that. Like, no. I just mean like we were very close and um, it's been a big loss. And even though she was 97, she's gone. And uh, it just, it always, it just, it's just a, a huge loss. Um, she, she also like loved me more than anybody in the world, right. you know? So, it's so funny you said that about the mom, because um, yeah. thank you for saying that Stephanie lost her mom a few years ago. And oh, I'm sorry. We were, we were talking you. offline and like some people will say to me, oh, but you lost your mom so long ago. That was so much worse. And I was like, no, you can't compare. Also, I had two grandmothers that I was very close to. One of them outlived my mother into her nineties and I still miss them so much too. So you, it doesn't matter. I feel like I just feel so lucky for these relationships that we had. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that saying we never have enough time with the people we love. Right. So it doesn't matter when. And so you see that necklace in your closet um, every day. And, you know, I mean, your, your energy is just boundless, but are there things that your grandmother would say to you to sort of, you know, push you along or encourage you? And do you ever sort of repeat those things back to yourself throughout the course of a day or as you get started? Um, she wasn't really like a pusher. She, yeah. she did, she's not <laughs> contributing to my energy stores. Let me put it okay. that way. That, I, feel like, I feel like that came from other people in the family Love genetic it. pool. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, one thing she always said to me, which I thought about last night when I like could not fall asleep, is I used to call her collect um, from, uh, from when I couldn't fall asleep. I would like sneak in and grab the phone. I don't know why I didn't just wake up my mom, but I would call her and say like, Augie, you know, I can't fall asleep. It's like, so you'll be tired. And it, I don't yeah. know. It helps me so much. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah what's, but so, cause when you're, when you can't fall asleep, you're like, Oh my God, I can't fall asleep. Right. You'll be tired. You'll live. You'll yeah. be tired. You're all right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And she, uh, she so always practical. called herself like a professional warrior, you know? Um, and so whenever I'm like worrying about something, I'm just like, Oh, it's fine. I'm just like a, a professional warrior. But, um, and yeah. And she's also, she was, very concerned. This is like a whole other podcast, which I won't get into, but she's super concerned with her weight, my mom's weight, my weight, everything. So honestly, when I feel myself like gaining weight and I just got a text from my mother about it this morning and I'm like, oh my God, um, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, she would be like sending, she would send me like monogrammed stationary letters, like dearest, dearest darling pussycat. <laughs> You know, like, I've noticed that you, yeah, actually it was terrible. I should tell the story, but she, um, she called me pussycat and, uh, I would always call her collect and I would call collect call from Zibby. And, um, and so this one night I, my parents were out or something and I was so upset and the operator got my name wrong and she declined the charges. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then I called back 
And I said, collect call from Pussycat. And, he went, <laughs> and they were like, what? And they were like, collect call from Pussy. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know the reference, but anyway. Um, That's yeah. so funny. So, I she mean, accept, I, she accepted that one. <laughs> there I you feel go, like Gagagi go. must have known Madi or something because my grandmother and I always say, like, she used to ask me, how much do you weigh? And I was like, are you trying to like start something here? Like, with like, it, it was sort of like these, I think it's women of a different generation. Yes, it was, it was yeah. a different time. Yeah. Oh, and I'm Absolutely. so careful to like never go there having a daughter. And I literally just told. I told my kids, I interviewed this woman yesterday who was Miss Teen Florida, and I was trying to explain to them Miss America. And I was right. like, yeah. And they would wear dresses, and they would walk oh around God. in high heels and bikinis, and they were like, what? <laughs> I mean, thank God times have changed, but there yes, always exactly. is a throwback to that older generation. Now I just kind of laugh about it when I think right. about it. Yeah. Right. Um, well, we loved getting to talk to you oh, and hearing so nice. all things Thank Zibby, you. reminiscing about Goggy. I feel yeah. like I'm going to be thinking of her and my grandmother all day. Probably you too, Stephanie, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For our listeners, where would you like them to go to learn more about you and all things Zibby? Oh, I've been like dealing with all my websites lately. Um, Zibby Owens is my website, zibbyowens.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens. And that will lead you everywhere else you might possibly want to go. We have at Zibby Mag, at Zibby Books, um, and all those websites as well, at Zibby's Bookstore. Um, so those are – and I have at Zibby Audio. Anyway, but start with me and you'll find your way. And That's at perfect. Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. So, But definitely listen to my podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. The podcast Absolutely. is the best. You really, I listen to your podcast all the time. It's like oh, what wow. I do when I walk in the morning and I'm always to plug your own podcast. I mean, I, Stephanie and I love to read. I read a lot, but sometimes obviously you can't read everything. And sometimes right. I listen to one of your podcasts and I was like, all right, I feel like I know what that, that book's about. I don't know that I'm going to read it necessarily, yeah. but it was great. You know, well, so we're doing, I don't know when this episode is launching, but we are releasing two episodes every day in December, doubling down in December because I have so wow. many stockpiled and I'm so annoyed to always be like months behind pub date. So I'm just clearing them out. Some of them are still from the summer. I don't even know how this happened. And then I can start fresh in 2023. That's Fantastic. amazing. That's exciting. Well, well, what fun this has been, Zibby. Thank you so much. And thanks for having we me. wish you continued success. It's it's exciting to watch all you're doing. And um, yeah. thanks for sharing a special part of you today, too. Thank you for asking. Thanks, Zibby. We'll thanks. talk to you, everybody, next time. Bye-bye. Bye.